What are we sipping on? We are sipping on Terrapin Brewing. I think so. Watermelon Ghost. One of my, probably one of my top 20 favorite beers. Ooh. Maybe top 10. Actually, maybe top 10. It's really good. It's really good. It's good. And where are we right now? Hmm. So I was taking a sip of my Ghost. Non, non-spawn. Non-spawn. Terrapin. <laughs> good spawn. Um, we are in... The Blue Ridge Mountains in Georgia. Not only are we in the Blue Ridge Mountains, we are in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Yeah. You could, some would say the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Some would say the heart of America. The heart of the heart. <laughs> um, and why would we say here? that? But we're why? here. Well, maybe we should tell them why we're here. My darling, 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 my darling, surprised me. Who's that? <laughs> this ghost. Added that out. That was stupid. Leaving that in. Um, <laughs> you surprised me with this little mountain getaway. I did. I and did it was, it was supposed to be a long, like a more drawn out surprise than it ended up being because I had pulled up your maps to yeah. get us somewhere a couple weeks ago. You booked us like, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, maybe. And... It, you wrote it on the calendar. You wrote, like, special surprise on the calendar. So I knew... Secret plans. Secret plans was written on the calendar. So I knew there was something going on. Um, but then, yeah, I pulled up your maps to get us somewhere, you like, saw. that day. And, and I saw you had looked up Blue Ridge, Georgia. So I was like, oh, are we going to Blue Ridge? So. That was kind of devastating but it for was, me. <clears throat> it was, you- but it was still a surprise. Yeah. You know? It was a surprise. Yeah. For a couple days. Yeah. And then, I mean, we, yeah, we didn't know. So yeah. We were going. Right. So, we've been here for a day. Yeah. We've only been Got here. Like, 24 hours, that's right. Yeah, I feel like we've done a lot. Yeah, it's been, like, it's been really great. It's been really nice. It's been really lovely. We're definitely in the mountains. Yeah, we are in the mountains. And, and I it, think maybe, not maybe, part of the reason it was a surprise <laughs> is because this may be a little bit out of. Danielle's comfort zone. Your comfort zone. You. Yeah. Um, which we're yeah, going to get into so, today for sure. Yes. Um, but maybe we should start off the pod with uh, just a little intro about what just happened. Oh my god. Yeah. I like almost forgot that I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So. Was a gulp. So start off we saved a life. That's the. That's the That's the takeaway. Yeah. We saved a life. Yeah. So. We. Get back to the cabin. And we'll get into it, but we're in a pretty remote location. Mm-hmm. Woods all around. Yeah. There's, like, some other, like, cabins. Yeah. Like, but it's, yes. Right. It's remote. Forest all around. We're, yeah, fully in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear just, like, some crying. Like a wailing child. Like, in distress. And I'm, you know, I have nephews. Yeah. I, like, I've. You know, I, I have heard a child's meltdown several times. So at first I'm just like, oh, okay, this is a, a child. You know, I didn't think this is a lost child. But, you know, as we were walking towards the cabin, I'm like, you know what? I need to go double check that this child is with someone. Yeah. Because it kind of went on and it was getting yeah. closer kind of. And... Yeah. It sounded like he was kind of moving around. The child was kind of moving around and. And we didn't hear anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. Lo and like, behold. Lo and behold. Danielle's like, hey. Hey, buddy. Are you... Yeah. Hey. Are you lost? And he goes, I am. <laughs> and and was... comes to us. Yeah. Like so like desperate. Like. So desperate. Like. So scared. Yeah. Saying, I miss my mom. Yeah. Where's my mom? I, I need you to help me find my mom. Yeah, like, just so matter-of-fact, like, crying, but being so, like, I need you to find her and, br- and bring her to me. Yeah. And we're like, oh, God. Yeah. So. um, We do, 
try to ask him, you know, some questions. If like, he knows where he lives, right. if he knows his last name. This child's probably like four, I would guess, around four. And he didn't know any of that. No. He knew his first name and he knew his mom's first name. He and, knew he lived in a greenhouse. And he knew they, they were on the way to the fairy garden. Yeah. So it wasn't a lot to go on. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I was... I was about to call the police. Yeah. Because I was yeah. like, I... Because, yeah, that's what... I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. I've... What else What else are we going to do, right? We're in this town where we don't... I mean, even if we did, like, know people here. Yeah. You find a lost kid in the woods. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do, right? But then, like, right as I was about to pull out my phone to call the police, I we hear his mom, like, yelling for him mm-hmm. out in the woods. So then I was just saying, like, over here, over here, to help her like follow our voice and then their dog comes running up and the child is overjoyed to see their dog he said tell him tell him what he said he he just go he says he found me he found me and he's made of love oh yeah he said he's made of love about his dog and and he was he was like he was like he he loves humans but not strangers. But not strangers. And I was like, oh, he seems pretty He seems pretty sweet to me. And he goes, well, you're not a stranger. <laughs> he really was. This was like a whimsical woodsy child <laughs> that was just spewing, spewing poetics. It's beautiful. It was a crazy, it was one of those, I mean, like. So thankfully, I'm thankful that we found him because he was very trusting. Yeah. Yes. Probably because he was, he was, was so desperate. Yeah. Because, yeah, he told us his name and and everything so yeah and i'm sure the fact that we were two young women was disarming yeah probably but there was was like this man like because there's like a a little i don't even know if that's a house or just like a shed i don't really know but it's a guy smoking oh i thought he was like on his laptop no he was smoking i don't know if he was also on his laptop but he was like smoking a cigarette oh but like and you couldn't miss this child like screaming for his mom and no so he would. He didn't care. So surprise to no one, the man didn't help. <laughs> the two lesbians did, yeah. and that's that on gay parents. Yes, and and, and the mother all. <laughs> that's that on gay parents. I didn't realize that's where you were going. And also, I mean, the mother did come after after the dog. We heard the mother calling, yeah. and so it was a, it was a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said thank you. She was very thankful. Yeah, and um, it seemed like it was hard for you to say goodbye to him. Well, I think I wanted more of a, I think I wanted more fanfare. Me too. I was expecting her to be like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. She was a little, I have a feeling, I have a feeling, I wouldn't say she was cold, but I have a feeling this has happened before. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like they, I think they do live right around here in the woods. No, they do. Yeah. She was like, didn't you see your house? Yeah. She said, you see our house, right? Um... So, yeah, I have a feeling they're maybe a little bit looser around these parts than what we're used to. Yeah, I don't think she, yeah. Like, I think she was just like, meh, kid's in the woods somewhere. Like, right. he's gonna be fine. Like, he'll come back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were very, <laughs> just, like, in contrast to, like, like, her reaction versus you, the right. desperation of you calling for her, like, go to come towards the, wo- the door, the, right. no, come we towards much- the, road like yeah, yeah. Very, and she stopped calling she did yeah i was like, trying to come ca- keep calling yeah right i was trying to keep calling out so she could follow the sound of her voice but yeah she was not very urgent no not very urgent so. um so maybe or maybe she kind of thought we like took him or something like yeah that like we were she, like hey kid hang yeah. out with us yeah or something yeah Which, something like, weird no like your kid is freaking out we were trying to make him happy. Yeah, it's hard. it was hard to tell. Calm him down. Yeah, it was hard to tell. Or if she was, like, embarrassed that we, you know, that she had lost her kid. I don't know. One of the first things she said was, like, oh, I think I've seen you two before. And we were, like, we're just here for a couple days. You know? <laughs> it's kind of weird, a weird vibe. It's like a weird But anyway, that just happened. Yeah, so it was just fresh. It's just, like, one of those things, like, that's probably not something, hopefully, that you're going to experience many times in your lifetime. Yeah, is like... Was- Finding a lost kid. Yeah, really heartbreaking in the beginning. I was yeah. kind of struggling to cope in the beginning behind you. My face was Yeah, you not took calm. a minute to kick in. You were yeah. not speaking. For but her. I was like, oh my. Because, I mean, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. The things he was saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was You need to find distressed. my mom. Yeah. And, like, 
like screaming kind of but and she's nowhere in sight and there's no like no yeah. one's calling right and i just was but then, and i was imagining i was seeing like we call the police and then what right where did the police fucking take him i know i'm like was wondering like did she of course my mom was like she has been injured right she she's like she's like fallen in the woods <sighs> yeah. and is like unconscious i know i was thinking all the bad things but it wasn't that he no. just walked off <laughs> He walked off. She was barefoot in the woods. She was with the dog in the fairy garden. And that was that. Oh, when he was like, maybe she just went without me. I know. So, so sad. Yeah. He was heartbreaking. But, anyway. Yep. He's good. Met the dog. Good. Got to pet the dog. Dog's cute and good. He was very that welcoming was a sweet dog. the dog, too. He was like, do you want to pet my dog? Yeah. Like, he was really sweet. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. We decided we will be having children. Or I, a child. I think Danielle decided in that moment. <laughs> I might have. I might have. I felt... Yeah, I will say I felt very maternal. Yeah, me too. I, like, felt that instinctual... Yeah, that thing that people talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I feel that with my nephews to an extent, but it's different. Like, I feel like, I feel like their aunt. Yeah. I feel like a, like a, yeah, I feel like a protector or like a, a sort of guardian, but I don't know if, I don't know if I would call it, yeah, it was just different. Knowing that like right now there is no one else looking out for this child. Mm, yeah. And we that, are yeah. responsible for this kid. All right, but what are we talking about today? Yeah, so, you know, we knew we wanted to record something while we were up here. It came to us that a, a good thing to talk about would be some of our differences and both how they complement each other and even how they... How they don't. Yeah, and how they don't. Yeah, and how maybe they frustrate us. This topic came to mind because... Like we said, we are uh, up in the mountains, and the the road to get here is mostly unpaved, uh, and it's very steep. Yeah, super steep. It's the steepest. I'm, it's, I mean, steep and gravel. The steepest. I don't know. What I'm trying to say the steepest. <laughs> the steepest road you've driven on, or I don't know. It might be true, because you've stayed in a mountain place before. Yeah, but nothing like this. Okay. <laughs> I, I like I've stayed in a place where it was this mountainous, but yeah, to get up here, it's pretty. It is kind of treacherous, for sure. Yeah, and even before we left, there was definitely a little bit of tension. Yeah, about the road to get up here because it said in the listing, because as soon as you know you found out where we were staying. You were looking, really looking through the listing, mm-hmm. really reading every word, mm-hmm. which is, you know, good to have, good to have information. <laughs> um, but you did see that it said, you know, it's helpful to have four-wheel drive if you can. We've made and it that in is, our and Toyota Corolla many times. But they said it's especially, can be especially rough yeah. if it, if there's been rain. Right. And, and Georgia was, is very rainy in June. And not only that, it was scheduled to rain. Like It was scheduled rain to rain. Coming. And it did rain. It has rained the whole time. Off yes. And on. Yes. So, yeah. And I, this is not interesting, but just for the sake of the story, uh, my car is four wheel drive. I drive a Jeep, but it's older. I mean, it's 2010. Has a lot of miles on it. Like we don't usually take it long distances, just because I like don't trust it enough. Yeah. It's a. It, it, it was what but, like a five hour drive. Yeah. It was a five hour drive, but like in reality, my car is in perfectly fine shape. And it is a four-wheel drive versus your car that isn't. So it was like, I don't know. We were kind of going back and forth on that. Yeah, we were like, couldn't decided. make a decision about, like, because I, I wanted... A, I was... First, I was stressed. Well, let me just say, I was stressed about the drive up. And then I was also stressed about taking my car because I don't trust it enough. Mm-hmm. So it was like, either option felt scary. Yeah, there was no real solution. But anyway, we took my car. You know, I I was, yeah, really nervous for it. But Rachel kind of thrives with mountain driving. 
I have discovered. Which which I, like, wouldn't say. Like, I wouldn't know that or... Like, I didn't know that prior to... It's not like I'm like, oh, I got you. Yeah. Let's not worry. Yeah. I don't know. I just you kind of did have that attitude. I did. Before. I did have that Cause attitude. Because you, you were less scared than me, and I think trying to probably make it feel better for me. Right. Because it, it goes back to you, which we even talked about and we said, you understand what it feels like for your worst nightmare to come true. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, so, like, the part of <laughs> the part of the brain where that, like, rationalizes that your fears aren't going to happen, I already, that function for me is already impaired because I have obsessive compulsive disorder, but it's further, it's further disabled for me because of things I have experienced that I've already talked about on this podcast. Right. That, that just make me have a much more, like, realistic... Yes, sometimes fatalistic view of things, but it's just like, uh, yeah, it's it's hard generally for me to just be like, oh, that's not going to happen. Because I'm like, well, I've thought that about other things, and they right. happened. Right. Right. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, I don't think necessarily I'm like, that's not going to happen. I just think it's like, generally it's easier for me to think like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, yes. Because I've never experienced anything difficult. It's not, you haven't experienced nothing difficult. No, but I haven't experienced anything devastating. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes it frustrates me when you're, when you're just like, everything's gonna be fine. It's fine. Mm Because I'm like, okay. But. Right. Yeah. And it's not a helpful response. But it's but in that when I'm when I'm saying that, I'm just I'm feeling annoyed. Yeah, I'm feeling annoyed by your worry because I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you don't want to take the steps or the actions that would abate the worry, right? Or like change a plan, change how you like had it in your head. Yep. Yeah. Because I like, like my own father, perhaps, not to add my own father. He doesn't know what a podcast is, but, <laughs> um, yeah, just the idea of, I, I, it comes from, like, I just want every, I want you to be happy at all times, and I don't want anything mm-hmm. to be wrong, which is, You don't like, want not, me to be stressed. I don't want you to be stressed, I just want everything to be good. Uh-huh. And you to be feeling good, and then I can feel good when you feel good. Yeah. Which is, like, not. Which is obviously not realistic or yeah. helpful. But. Well, that's funny because, no, I was thinking about my father, too, in this. This is a dad episode. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We love our dads. Love yeah. both our dads. We have really great dads. Shout actually. out to Chris and Dennis. Like, not a lot, like, I was going to say, not a lot of people have their dads, but there are some people who don't have their dads. And yeah. Have their dads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom, too, but I would say especially my dad. They're just, like, <laughs> they grew up in the city. They grew up in Detroit. And they just are very cautious, sort of, like, you could probably call it anxious. Like, just, like, I wasn't allowed to go on trampolines. Like, I was not allowed to go on anything with wheels without a helmet on. Um... There was, like, this big hill in our neighborhood behind my friend's house across the street, and my mom wouldn't let me go up there. One time I went up there, and she, like, climbed up and got me. I didn't even know she knew I was back there. <gasps> um, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, just, they, like, I couldn't even tell tell you how often I've heard the words, be careful, in mm. my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be careful, be careful, be careful, be safe, be safe. I mean, even still. And I understand as much as I can understand not being a parent, what it is like to have a kid, like, I can only imagine how much I would worry. Yeah, but, like, right. my parents did not hide their worry from me, I wouldn't say. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, to any level, you would say, like, you got the I mean, I don't know. Like... I guess I can't say for sure. <laughs> but, like, they made it clear to me that, like, the world was dangerous. Mm. And okay. I needed to be aware of my surroundings all the time. I needed to just, like, be really careful. Like, when I was learning how to drive, oh my gosh. 
I just remember my dad telling me like I needed to have eyes everywhere. Even now when I drive, I just always have my dad's voice in my head, which I'm sure he would love to know of just being like, you have to be able to watch so many things at one time. And like, you can't trust other people when you're on the road. And so, yeah, just like this sort of underlying anxiety and reinforcement that the world is dangerous is how I have been brought up. And I don't think that it's outright a bad thing and always a bad thing, right? It's like with anything, there is sort of a happy medium to be found in that. Right. Because sometimes it is a hindrance. Like, yeah, I think the amount of anxiety that I felt about driving up here to a place that many people have stayed before it was a little disproportionate to like what reality was or like this morning we went for a walk there was a walking trail by Mm -hmm. our cabin and I was afraid to go in too deep because I was afraid of getting lost to be fair I grew up in a place with a lot of woods and have gotten lost in the woods and it's kind of a traumatic experience and as we know as our friend that we met today shows us it's very possible it's very possible to get lost in these woods you are in basically your backyard right and we are not in our backyard right right but still it was like i didn't i just i don't know it can be a hindrance it can limit the way you experience the world Mm -hmm. yeah but i think for me like yes all that is very true and that sounds like a difficult existence because, I mean, I mean, I can understand from being anxious about other things. But at times, because of who I am, it does keep us safe sometimes. <laughs> right. Like, Rachel is notorious. Not so much at our new place, at the place we live in now, just because it's the way the door lock is. It's e- but, like, at our old apartment, it was very common for Rachel to leave her keys in the door. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Her neighbor across the street... Or across the hall, several times, had to knock on the door and be like, hey, your keys. He was so cute. He was nice. He was sweet. He was really nice. Um, I mean, yeah, and that, my parents, like, when I came back from college, I had a little bit of, like, an awakening and understanding of, like, you should probably lock your door, and, like. <laughs> you didn't lock your door. My par- my parents, just to this day, they're a little better about it now, but they don't lock their door. And they like leave their door open. And like for me, like I grew up in a really quiet neighborhood, a really safe neighborhood. And if we like there was never a time our door was unlocked. Like while you were in it? Oh yeah. Even if we were inside the house, we didn't just leave the door. Oh yeah. Always unlocked. Yeah. Always unlocked. Yeah. Often when they and that's the thing the thing that really gets me is like when they leave, or at least they used to. I don't know what it's like now. But leave it unlocked all the time. Mm. All the time. Wow. Like, I know a lot of it was because they did not realize or trust me enough to think I had a key. (laughs) They didn't even think I had a key. They were like, there's no way Rachel's going to remember to have a key or, like, that we would trust her with one in the first place. But I always had a key. And so they thought they had to leave the door open for me or Ryan to, like, Um, get into the house. Wow. After school or, like... I don't know. Wow. It's like this weird thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my parents would never do that. I mean, if you didn't have your key, you'd just be out of luck. I'm pretty sure my sister, Deb, did you <laughs> did you have to break into the house at one point? I feel like that happened. But yeah, that's that's so interesting because that's so opposite, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm the one that always makes sure our doors are locked. You've gotten a little bit better about it just because I've been because you see me do it all the time and I'll be like hey can you lock the door when you come in but I like always make sure the blinds close are closed once it gets dark and like yeah I'm just more I'm a lot more aware of and um on top of like our safety (laughs) great (laughs) but my dad will be so if he ever listens to this he would love to hear all this he would, he would not like to, to hear. He would not like to hear who you are choosing <laughs> yeah. to spend your life with. Yeah, he might not be stoked about that. Oh lord. Um, what was <laughs> I gonna say? But I will say, like the blind—that blinds thing—is another good example. Sometimes, oftentimes, it hits eight p.m. 
You want to close the blinds because it's like kind of shadowy out. Well, once it starts getting dark and if, if we're sitting in our living room on the I couch, like people, you can see into our window. So if we're just sitting there hanging out, yeah, I don't really I like want to see be the trees. seen. I like to see the trees. I want to see the trees. But I see how that's not, you know, doesn't really hold up to. Right? I don't know. But I don't know. Like we've seen the trees all day, but my but what's your <laughs> we've seen the trees all day, but also like if someone's I guess are they gonna see us and be like well, coming in there they're gonna be like oh those girls are cute okay or that's like your oh thought? oh yeah or like oh two women live there that's easy no noted right that's true that's true right that's true right you're not wrong bad things happen bad things happen yeah. Um, I brought a bat with us here. Shout out to Juliet. I feel like that was kind of... That's true, because we were talking about... <laughs> she was helping us. I don't know how much we should say. We were talking <laughs> about how we, for a while, kept a knife under our mattress. My idea, of course. We don't do that anymore, so don't come get us. Yeah. Don't think there's something there ready yeah. for you to use. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking to Juliet about it, and she was like, well, you maybe don't want to use something like that that the intruder would probably know how to use better than you that was a good point slash would be stronger than you you know yeah bat most likely you know i know how to use a bat right you know how to use a bat shout out softball softball and i also wouldn't can we i also think i'm being painted as reckless yeah you're not reckless i wouldn't call myself reckless no i think i would say that i am careless sometimes sometimes about certain areas of life i don't know if that that sounds worse <laughs> i don't know which is worse yeah i mean i think it's a whole head in the head in the clouds sort of thing. yeah i'm always just, you just have your head in the clouds i'm always a lot daydreaming and yeah yeah i'm not i'm not necessarily always present in the moment yeah yeah you're not always rooted in like where you're at mm. and the immediate things around you that Need to be done. Yeah. Can't find my keys. Right. Leave things in weird places like the fridge and... Yeah. Leaving things that belong in the fridge in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going out into the ocean and swimming out too far. No. Because, like, you have... Yeah. You have anxieties about <laughs> things also. It's just not about things like that, really. I think, I mean, generally in, like, the, I don't know, in this setting right here, I think. I like being outside. Mm-hmm. I like walking around. Which I do. No, but here, okay, here's the thing. When I talk about it being limiting, and also, like, in disalignment. Is disalignment a word? Well, we know what you mean. In, and Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. And it could also be in disalignment with my values because I love being outside. I love being outside. I've worked on farms before. I, yeah, I love being outside. But, like, I think the anxiety of my, my like, safety and health will override things that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. So whether that was, like, yeah, you, like you mentioned, you taught me how to longboard the first summer we met. And I had wanted to. I actually bought a longboard in high school and, like, barely used it because I just was so afraid of, like, falling and getting hurt. And so I gave it away. So, yeah, that's the part of it that is frustrating. But that's also just, like, part of being a woman, too, I think. <laughs> right? Like, how many women would like to go for a jog at night probably a lot of us right yeah and uh yeah i just don't i don't know what the answer is you know or if it's just one of those things we have to accept yeah and it's i mean yes i think i think so because ultimately it's not like we're not doing anything right that's what i mean just like, like accept that the anxiety yeah. will be present yeah and I mean, use it to a reasonable amount. Like, right. we went for the walk. Yeah. We went for a walk. And we went into the... And we went into the woods. I was actually surprised that you went in as far as you did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was proud of you. I was like, oh, this is great. 
But think... then, yeah, there there definitely is guilt about it, too, because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm holding you back. That's how I feel in a lot of our social interactions. Oh. And I was going to ask if you maybe felt similarly or got similar frustrations or... Because I know you're always, whenever we're in, like, a setting, or I would assume that you are aware of how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I usually, I would say maybe a couple times I've felt frustrated. I'm thinking of, like, a couple weeks ago when I, uh, was at an open mic in another city and some of the poets invited us to come out with them afterwards and my first thought was that I wouldn't want to do it that you wouldn't want to do it I was like oh man you know um even though in reality like I didn't really want to either but I just my first thought was like well Rachel's not gonna want to do that and then I had to like say no for you I'm, I'm having trouble like thinking of specific examples but yeah I think in when it comes to social things, like, more, uh, like, if I'm, like, hey, do you want to go do this thing? And, and oftentimes your first response is, like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, this, like, ugh, kind of response. <laughs> yeah. I think that I feel frustration in those moments sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I often think about how I can not be so forward with that reaction because ultimately what happens is I I do the thing usually yeah but there is usually some theatrics before or like (laughs) yeah yeah and I feel like how you said like oh can't we just go to the Airbnb yeah and I'll be like can't we just go do this thing and have Mm -hmm. it be simple right right but it feels like I'm going up mountain right right when you go right. do a thing right mm, that's actually a really good metaphor without and i don't even have four-wheel drive <laughs> i feel like no somebody forgot to install my four-wheel drive <laughs> to get up the mountain mm, yeah <laughs> so yeah to go back to what you're what you were gonna say about the the beautiful part of this in both of those examples is that Rachel helps you, is that you help me be a lot more brave. Mm -hmm. And you do too. My life is so much more colorful. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say something similar. Like, my world has has opened up. Yeah. Like, there's just different, I feel like I'm seeing different colors or something. Yeah. Like, I always had a colorful life, but there's different. There's more colors. It's like discovering new colors. Yeah. Oh, I can do these things too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't immediately... I, I, when you started your open mic, I did not want to go <laughs> to your open mic. Yeah. But not because I don't like love poetry, not because I don't love you, but it was just, like, a lot of people I had never met. Mm-hmm. And I love going when I do go. Yeah. It's great. And you've read, like, three times Yeah. Now. It's awesome. And you love, po- you love poetry. I always have, yeah. I just didn't think it was something I could do. Yeah. Yeah. And I longboard now. You longboard now. And I did have one fall last year that well, kept me off the board for yeah. for a good six months. It did. But then, like, I don't know, a month or two ago, I took it out. I made mm-hmm. myself finally do it. Yeah. Yeah, you were really, you were pretty shaken up after that fall. I was. I was. It does. Because I, I fell flat on my face. Yeah. Like, it's not like I caught myself. I mean, I caught myself, like, a few inches before my face hit the pavement. But you, you know like, I mean? but, yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks to fall. It was, yeah, it was just, like, shocking and scary. Even though I knew why it happened. I was going to, I was going really slow because I hadn't been on the board in, I don't know, a couple months. And so I was going really slow and my wheel, my wheels hit a pebble or an acorn yep. or something. Yep. And it happened. So it was like, of course that happened, but. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much you love when people fall (laughs) i really wish i had recordings of me falling at michigan state university going around on my stupid little penny board everywhere to class yeah the amount of times i would fall i mean probably once every time 
every day. Wow, maybe. and you just that didn't maybe not back. every day. That was kind of dramatic, but like once a week, once I a was. Week. That didn't deter you. No. Wow. Um. No. Wow. And I think part of that is because I put, not that you didn't do sports, mm-hmm. but I like, did do cheerleading. You did, which yeah is very very that is crazy. But I was also terrified about falling. Did you fall? I could have been a much better tumbler if I was not who I am. Weren't you a flyer for a moment? Yeah. Did you yeah, ever yeah. fall? No. You never fell? No. Maybe there was a time my feet hit the ground or something, wow. but no, I was never dropped or not caught. Shout out to your bases. Shout out to my bases. But also, I only did it for like a year. I want to say it was only a year, maybe two years. So it's not, I didn't do it for like as long as some of the other flyers who probably have been dropped, but that didn't scare me as much as, as the tumbling. But, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you were an athlete. And that was that was a huge part of your life. For like, 10 years. I feel like life. yeah, softball was probably a bigger part of your life than cheer was yeah. to me. I was and, and part of that is I mean, even you know, lots of scrapes. You don't get a lot of scrapes oh. in cheerleading. You get like really, yeah. debilitating injuries. Concussions and <laughs> like but yeah, a lot of throwing your body around. Sliding around in the dirt, diving. Yeah. I'm pretty tough. Yeah. What I'm saying is I'm tougher than you. Yeah. You kind of are. You kind of are. I always tell people that I'm very physically cautious, but, like, emotionally and mentally not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll move across the country, but I won't go skiing. Mm. Yeah. I will go skiing and move across the country. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, I mean, the other day we went into the ocean. Oh, that was another, this is another good example. Okay. Well, let me say, I grew up on Lake Michigan. Yeah. And we learn about rip currents and stuff very. Okay. I know about rip currents. (laughs) I know about them. But I'm just saying, like, and you know. As a like, Michigander, we all know about rip currents. I know. Muskegon but... doesn't own the knowledge of rip currents. I know, but. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure it was. Very... And it was like, you know, there's always people that. Yeah, people you know. That drown and, and pass away in the summer year. from the lake. Yeah, every year. And so I just grew up with a lot of going in the lake a lot and having a lot of lake safety knowledge. Mm, that makes sense. And. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure when I was a kid, my parents, if it was super wavy, you know, they were very, would have been very, like, you're not going in past your ankles kind of thing. Oh, yeah. We weren't going in if it was not green. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, because we had the flags. The green, yellow, red flags. We don't have that. Do they have that? I haven't seen I've, flags I've seen a key for something, but I don't, I've never actually seen. Yeah, I think, I think they have a key, but they don't actually do it. Yeah. The only thing I've seen is sometimes I'll see a rip current warning on my phone, like on the yeah. weather app. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, we went to the beach the other day and it was super wavy. Yeah, it was really windy and wavy. Wind, really windy and really wavy. And so I was like, nope, and, this is not safe. And there was like a, I don't know what this is called, but like there was a, the way the tide was, was like you had to walk like across a bunch of like sharp shells yeah and that then, was part of it too and then you got into like this drop off a drop off and then you were on like the sandy like nice water splashing around yeah area, which yeah, yeah. would go what went up to like my maybe my neck maybe my chest yeah, maybe your chest yeah yeah but yeah walking across those shells was, was also like painful was so it was definitely tough so yeah combination of those things but mostly mostly the conditions i felt were not safe and you wanted to go in so i was like well one of us needs to be on shore so i can watch you i just was in and i was very much like inches from the shore like it wasn't like i was going out no you weren't you weren't far out but you were you were yeah, up to your chest I was you in. were in i was in and there were other people in at that yeah level too and Rachel was trying to be, trying to get me in, and I was feeling frustrated. And I was like, "No, don't peer pressure me." Right. Mm-hmm. But I ended up going in after a little while, and I had a blast. You know, it's like 
probably every time there's something that I'm scared of that you get me to do, I always, like, have a lot of fun, and I'm glad that we did it. Yeah, I think sometimes I can see how I I really, I kind of can't, like, there are certain things I won't, like, give up on, which I'm sure is frustrating, but, yeah, it's ultimate pleasure, because I want you to be having a fun time, too, but I can understand that your fun can look different than my fun. Right. But I do know things about you. Like, I know that you love, yeah. like, being in the water. And yeah. Splashing around. Too. And there's a balance of, like, we don't need to go, like, where we can't touch. Or we don't need to, like, go underwater or, like, be super far. But mm-hmm. maybe we can come in a little bit. It's not like yeah. I was, like, get in here. No. I was like, wow, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, you just kind of kept, <laughs> like, trying to encourage me to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, that is very my father. Like, you're going to try yeah. everything once. Yeah. Even if it's terrifying. Uh-huh. Right. And you'll have fun. And most of the time I did have fun. Yeah. But I did experience a lot of anxiety because of that, too. Yeah. Fear is okay, too. Fear is okay. Yeah, it's this weird thing of, of feeling like... Because also, yeah, I feel sometimes kind of embarrassed, too. Mm. I feel like I'm, like, this kid that oh. is just scared of the world and, like, I'm being... Or, like, I'm being ridiculous or I'm being unreasonable um do I make you feel that way sometimes yeah sometimes yeah because you have often have such a everything's gonna be fine attitude Mm -hmm. yeah um not always but just yeah sometimes Mm. um and it's yeah it's just it's just this this weird balance you know of some level of like fear and awareness is obviously healthy and necessary and some is not and and it's just tough when you've been kind of that's been conditioned in you yeah yeah when fear has been conditioned in you Mm -hmm. i i wouldn't say that my cautiousness stops me from doing a whole lot no i wouldn't say that either not a whole lot but there are just things that I don't try to get used to doing anymore because I know you just won't do them. Mm, like what? Like going roller coasters. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but that seems like that seems like a reasonable boundary to me because I know yeah. people just don't like yeah. to be thrown around and people's bodies are different. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Like we were only, I knew we were only gonna gonna go like four feet into the woods today. We went more than four feet, but maybe I, yeah, eight. I know. I know you a good 50. Yeah. We walked in for a minute. But yeah. So also that. Yeah. Sometimes you're just going to have to be escorted from the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now another thing I'm thinking of too is how, you know, I felt like I was holding you back when we went on our walk. And then also, I wouldn't want you to go walking in the woods by yourself either. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't want you to get lost or get hurt or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I I also can have some secondhand cautiousness. Mm, Yeah. There's some other examples of that, too. That I think are a little bit less rational. Because, I mean, walking in the woods by yourself is... I mean, as a young... As a young woman. Small woman. Yes. It's probably not great. Unfortunately. Especially, I mean, if I was more, like, trained. Sure. And had Even more, if you had a big dog with you. I had a big dog, and I, like, wasn't, you know, going yeah. on hikes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not. No. You don't have a compass with you. No water. No food. Well, that's another thing, though. When we were going into the woods, you were convinced that we were going to get lost. Like, Listen, on a single I know. trail. Like, all we do is turn around. That was what we saw so far, though. We don't know if it forked later on. Right. And then, I mean, at that point, then you might you make a little marker. Let me tell you something about getting lost in the woods. Okay. It always, once you're, when you're going in, when you're walking forward, it always feels like, oh, I'm going to remember this. Mm-hmm. But on the way back, things look different. No, I hear you. When you make a yeah. turn or something, yeah. I also agree with you. Yeah. I'm very much like, because I've also been lost in the woods. Yeah. Before. Yeah. And once you get lost once. Once you get lost so once. So I get it. I'm not saying that no one ever gets lost in the woods. But yeah. 
I wish I could just take someone, a third party, and and walk them through this moment so I can get some validation. Because it was... We could see the, the trailhead. We could see... No, I, I hear you. You know. This has turned really into an episode about my anxieties. Well, how do you feel about that? I feel a mix of things. I think I feel... I feel vulnerable, of course. We should get a vulnerable button. Ooh. Like, does it... Okay. Like, when you're getting... Like, you're, like, feeling vulnerable. Yeah. You're getting vulnerable. Yeah, then it's, like, press the button. Press the button. And then, you know... We're moving into vulnerable territory. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this whole thing is... This whole... Every every episode from start to finish is probably pretty vulnerable. Yeah. I'm also wondering, like, who wants to hear this? Do you feel that? Mm. Do you feel like a little... I feel a little... Self-involved? Here's the thing. Tell me, because you're good at this. Here's subject. the thing. First of all, I am writing a memoir. Yeah. Okay. Second of all, but I, I, I had a lot of trouble with that word when I first started writing it. I like wouldn't say memoir, mm. um, because it it did feel initially self involved and like self important. Yeah, but that's not what it is because. I mean, I love my entire life. This, I mean, this is why I'm a writer. I love listening to and learning about other people's lives and experiences. I yeah. love reading memoirs. I've, for ever since I was a kid, I've loved watching movies with real people in them and not animated movies <laughs> because I just, yeah, I mean, I think, I think learning about other perspectives and just other people's life experiences, both those that align with yours and those that don't, I think to consume both is important. Um, I think that's how we know that we are not alone and that we're not living in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's how we feel less crazy. I think that's how we feel. That's how we find validation. That's how we find our communities. Um, it's humanity, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Like, I don't think about, whether it's my memoir or this podcast, (laughs) I don't think about it as, like, people listening to it because they care about me. I think about it of people listening to it because they care about themselves. Mm Oh, okay. Cool. You know? I love that. Because you know I struggle with taking myself seriously. Yes, you struggle with that a lot. Taking life seriously. Like, too seriously, to be clear. It's not that you struggle. It's not that you don't take it seriously. You're self-conscious of taking yourself and life too seriously. Yeah. Which can kind of snowball into, yeah, being too hyper-aware of that. Yeah. Because I, I'm not, because that's like, that still is like a core value of mine. Fun. Yeah. Levity, but not all the time. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you can't. Yeah, I think sometimes... Laughing at yourself, I think, is important. Yeah. If you can't laugh at yourself, I can't can't speak to you. (laughs) Right, but that doesn't mean that you can't also... Be proud of the things that you do. Be proud of the things that you do, exactly. And, like, find value in your words. Yeah. In just, like, who you are. Yeah, I've definitely grown in that way. And continue to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I'm good at that in my professional life. Mm-hmm. And I think you're with a good person for that. I really am. Writers, that's kind of what we do. You love yourselves. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I don't think that's the stereotype. <laughs> I don't think that's the stereotype. No, more just like we typically do not shy away from writing about uh, our inner worlds. Yeah, that's what you got. Yeah. Well, that just kind of devolved. Yeah, it not did. But that was evolved, a, that was not a, devolved. It evolved. It evolved. Yeah, that was, that was a, cool. That was a nice sidebar. What were we saying before you asked who want, who wants to listen to this? How are you feeling about being vulnerable? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In addition to feeling vulnerable, I'm also feeling. 
I think I am feeling a level of validation, even just in talking about it. See, that's another... That's an, another bright side of talking about mm. our lives. Yeah. Is just giving language to experiences. Right. And just being... Helpful. Being heard. Yeah, and when you say mm. things out loud, I think it offers more clarity on them. Yeah. You can be like, oh, this is why I feel that way or do that thing. Or, oh, yeah, this is super irrational. Or this isn't irrational, you know? When it exists outside your head, it's a lot easier to metabolize mm-hmm. That's accurately. Why we like, that's why we like to talk. That's why we like to talk, yeah. To each other. Yeah. We do. Yeah. This is so unrelated. <clears throat> Are, is there something else you were going to say? No, no, no. I was going to say that is not a difference of ours. No, it is definitely not. We are always talking. Yeah. Sometimes too much. Sometimes too much, folks. Sometimes we <laughs> see the alone time episode. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, take my last. Remember that idea we had about giving advice to straight people, to straight couples. Yes. Um, I really want feedback from others and from you about the seriousness of that. Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty funny and also interesting. Yeah, corner of the podcast. <laughs> What they want to do. Because yeah. I don't think it would be complete. I mean, it would be like unsolicited, solicited advice. Yeah. From we're not professionals. Right. We're Pretty, not professionals. Right. We don't know anything. Right. But I think. But just like a funny, like a queer eye situation. Yeah. A it's queer like a eye queer corner. eye, but for. Yeah. Because the stereotype is right that straight people can't talk to each other. Yeah. Even though we know that's not true. You know. Yeah. You know, feeling it out. And to be clear, straight people, not. We're, we are not including bisexuals, yes, pansexuals, only. multisexuals <laughs> in this category. When we say straight, we mean straight. Yep. Sorry. Hashtag no more bi erasure. Are you? <laughs> but you're kind of eliminating, the, eliminating them from. But you're saying. No, because I'm saying. saying I'm saying because sometimes people will say straight couples oh. when they really mean. <gasps> Okay. Heterosexual relationships. In the moment. No, yeah, I am. So we're saying, we're saying like, no by women or by men or by humans. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be that. I guess I just wanted to be, I wanted to like acknowledge that there is, there is a lot, there is more than straight or gay. Yes. What about, what about trans man cis woman we're talking about are we talking about cisgendered straight people now? because i know i don't think they have to be cis okay no cis no a man's a man wow you don't think trans men are better than cis men because i do i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know probably more evolved i guess most likely <laughs> but wait till the republicans get a Get a hold of that sound bite. Ooh. Whoa. Ooh, Bill <laughs> O'Reilly. Before he was eliminated. In the ninth grade, <laughs> I took AP Cub and I started watching Fox News. Not because I was, like, trying to be a Republican. I just didn't re- I, like, it was what was often on in my household. And so I would just sit in and, and I got really into it for a period of time. Really? You, well, you, you, you told this. me this, but... I didn't realize you were into it. Like, you... Yeah, I was like, ooh, like, it's time. I mean, it's definitely good in terms of, like, grabbing your attention, I would say. Yeah. And I think it was just, like, I... It was connecting. It would often, like, connect to just, like, things I had learned about or... Wow. Nerd. But I definitely, like, was into Bill O'Reilly for a minute. That's hilarious. I know. I was like, ooh, Bill's on... (laughs) Six o'clock. That's awesome. That's awesome that you had that experience. You think? I do. I think. I never watched Fox News. I've been indoctrinated since day one. Yeah. Be a dem. Yeah. Be a lefty. Right. Leftist. My own little (laughs) echo chamber. 
<laughs> totally. <sighs> anyway. I, like, don't want this to end because I'm having I know. fun. Well, we don't have to record. We are still together, right? We're getting married. We can still talk. Update. Um, Danielle and I have stopped talking to one another <laughs> except for on the podcast. That's why we, like, can't. It's become a rule that we save all conversation for the pod. For sure. So it's really hard. <laughs> so weird. Um, but no, I really want to know if we should do that. I think that'd be funny. Or yeah. I'm sure that exists somewhere. Right. But that's it must. amazing. Come on. I would watch that. It's not trademarked. It can't be trademarked. Kind of like poking fun. So if you. straight people, but also like bridging the gap. Yes. Totally bridging the gap. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know any a lot of straight people anymore. I think it's for me. It's exper- that This will be my Fox News. I don't know any... <laughs> I don't know any. But it also... That also calls into question, like, we could also, ha- like, know couples that we think are both straight, but actually aren't. That's true. Hashtag no more bi-erasure. But I'm telling you... I Well, then, I only am friends with one straight couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. You're not any straight people. Uh, I guess my to brother... my knowledge, all my siblings are straight. To my knowledge. Completely straight. To my knowledge, I'm the I'm the gay one. You know what I was thinking about the other day too? I have like so many cousins. Just first cousins alone. But then like so many of my cousins have kids, so I have like all these second cousins. Of my whole extended family, well now I know of one queer one. But, okay, let's just talk my first cousins. No one but me is out as queer. I'm and my first cousins. And, and that, that can't, can't be true. That cannot be true. That can't be can't true. Can't be right. That can't be true. That right. cannot be right. For me, yeah. it makes sense. I am the gay cousin because I have four cousins. Right. So, that makes so sense. the numbers shake out. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a big hit. Let me just tell you, I'm a hit. Well, I feel like I'm a hit, too. Yeah, right? Do you feel that? You feel it. Oh, of you course. You feel the gay cousin energy. Well, but energy. here's the thing. Yes, I think it's a it's gay cousin energy, but also youngest. I've kind of always had that because okay. I'm the baby. Well, I am a hit, and I'm not the youngest. Yeah. I'm amongst the eldest. Right. And everyone thinks you're cool just because you're gay. But I don't know. Write in if you're listening to this, any of my cousins. <laughs> you're telling your cousins to come out on the podcast. No, just to me. Oh, okay. Well, you just said write in. You said write well, in. Well, well, if you write in, it's just gonna be me and Rachel seeing it. Just saying, just implied, like we were trying to help them on the podcast. No, I'm not saying write in what? and let me know, and then I'm gonna read it out in a segment. Here's a segment. Okay. We interview all your cousins, oh. and then we have the listeners vote. <laughs> there, we rate them on a scale of one to ten. Are they queer? Yeah. How queer are they? Yeah. You know what else I would love to do? Speaking of interviews, I'd like to interview my siblings and ask if they can retroactively spot evidence. Gayness. Okay. Yeah. I do want to know, like, at any point was anyone like, oh, I don't, I don't think, I think they'll take the route of. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does it, yeah, I mean, to look or act gay. Because we have kind of the privilege of, like, being pretty stereotypical. Making, but, like, like you know? did any, did anyone know that I was kissing my neighbor on a regular basis? Did you, did you just tell her? Is this the first time? No, it's in my book. This is, like, a well-known fact. That's true. That's true. I mean, I haven't talked to anyone about it directly, but it's in my book. Oh, yeah. Have you, have you debriefed that with any of your siblings? No. And, like, I don't know, I just was always wearing, like, like, I really wanted to dress like my brothers when I was in an elementary school. I don't know, just things like that. Like, I feel like I had. But, yeah, you couldn't just, like, write that off as, like, being a tomboy, which is also valid. But I'm just curious if there are even things that I don't remember, you know? Things I said or did that. Because I will say, looking back on the home video, you watch the home video, there's clarity there. You are such a little ragamuff funny yeah so dorky yeah pretty cute yeah yeah young little little danielle is pretty pretty cute yeah i get why you were adored you're pretty funny yeah and goofy yeah 
Yeah, you love it. <laughs> I do. I do. Who doesn't love being adored? I I can't name one. It's probably why I was so fraught once I was in like middle and high school and all my siblings moved mm-hmm. away. They were, weren't having their friends over all the time and it was just like I wasn't being adored anymore. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like an adjustment. It was. <laughs> and on that, no. This has gone on far like too long. Danielle likes attention, so do I. That's why we did this. Cut this. I don't want anyone to know I like attention. I'm... Danielle, are you joking? What? People know you like attention. You host an open mic. Well, that's because I like poetry. That's not just because I like attention. Not just because, I'm just saying. Fine. I'm clear. Fine. You're writing a memoir. That's not about attention. Saying it's about attention. We just talked about it. We're having a fight, but you're on the pod. Fine, I like attention. Keep it. But I think I'm the youngest in this family. Youngest child. Yeah, Sibling. youngest child. Yeah. I mean, I think your siblings would agree that you like attention, at the very least. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Good night. I think we got it. Yeah. Think so?